This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. The church in Germany is making strides in achieving its goal of recrafting Catholicism into the image and likeness of the prince of this world. Their mechanism for achieving this is the Synod of Synods, which has been likened by both critics of the Synod as well as by its most local supporters as a de facto Third Vatican Council. Why are they doing this? It's pretty simple. Numerous observers have noted that the spirit of Vatican II is spent, utterly depleted. The drive and fervor for the constant change in the church to make the church more secular is now spent. All that's left of it really is among some of the prelates. Thus the need for a new council, and new spirit to animate the desire for change by the modernists. But the question that has been asked by many is, Vatican II really spent? I think it is, and more so, I think the forced changes in the church are failing before the modernists' eyes, pushing them to bury the real faith and to push ahead without any real support from the laity. Let's examine the question. And the question is not being asked by someone who is skeptical of Vatican II, like I am, or who points to the numerous inconsistencies with what the church taught before the council and after. The question is being asked by Michael Pakaluk, writing over at thecatholicthing.org and he describes himself as enthusiastically supporting the documents of Vatican II and all the contents therein. And he cites John Paul II as a luminary for his own way of thinking. This person is not a traditional Catholic by any stretch, and he asks the basic question. Headline, is Vatican II spent? He makes two points, really. The first, that Vatican II and any success it had relied heavily on personality and of the charisma of the pontiffs of the council, and second, that the council was never really received by the lady and is a dead letter. Let's start with the point one, quoting him verbatim. I will give you my upbeat reason first. Consider any association. The church is in several aspects a, an association. And let it adopt resolutions over how to change and improve and then assign it the best possible leader who understood these resolutions better than anyone, someone in fact who had already embodied them. Moreover, shower that leader with all kinds of divine assistance and give him the longest possible tenure for implementing them, and the widest audience. Now, I think most of us would say, well, that's it. Whatever is the result, that's the effect that the association should reasonably expect from its self-examination and its resolutions. You see the point. Vatican II understood itself as a quote-unquote pastoral council. Something pastoral is practical. Something practical is like a force that is exerted and applied within definite limits. Or liken it to the seed that is sown, our Lord's image. The, its effect depends upon receptivity and a whole lot of other things. But a pastoral intervention has a definite and limited effect by the nature of the case. So then regard it as positive or as depressingly meager, perhaps. But why isn't it the case that the energy and insight of Vatican II is already spent, that the harvest from the council is now clear? And it consists in a word of whatever lasting effects come from the pontificate of John Paul II. End quote. The concept of the church relying on an earthly man to make a council of the church successful isn't really Catholic, and if that was what the point of putting John Paul II on the throne of Peter was back in 1978, then it should not surprise anyone that the council was dead in the water. He may have reigned for nearly 30 years and may have had all sorts of good intentions, but at the end of the day, his leadership wasn't going to accomplish what cannot be accomplished. You cannot merge the Catholic faith with the new values of the world that emerged in the late 19th and early 20th century and expect anything other than disaster to follow. And disaster did follow, with most Catholics rejecting core moral tenets of the faith and not holding to even the basic dogmas. But there's a second reason the author says the council failed. It's a dead letter and was never received by the laity. Quote, 
but now I'll give you four dismal reasons why it's spent, and why it's therefore good to regard it as spent. The first reason has to do with the practical meaning of what we say and do, and that there is in human affairs a limited time to establish meaning, definite meaning. Anyone who has actually read the documents of Vatican II knows that the documents say one thing, and that wide swaths of Catholics either have no clue about them or take them to mean something else. Now, this is not yesterday's problem. It has persisted for almost 60 years. In fact, no proper public meaning was ever established, except again by the pastoral acts of St. John Paul II. Documents on their own are inert. They mean nothing if not understood and put into practice by a community. So Catholics must hold. The Church looks lacks the habit, culture, and will to interpret these documents in what they originally said. If proof is needed, consider the lost wanderings of the quote-unquote synodal way. Honesty might seem to require us to say that the council is now a dead letter. Or better to say, not that it is dead, but that it has achieved whatever it could achieve. The second reason has to do with where we should look today to follow up the main themes of the council. Nearly all of them have been ignored, but the remedy is no longer in the council. The universal call to holiness? The remedy is now in the gospels and the saints. The renewal of the liturgy? But we know that it has proved in practice almost impossible to implement the Novus Ordo while preserving mystery and transcendence. The mutual enrichment of the old rite has been thought to provide the remedy. Religious liberty? Tell me one Catholic who believes that the absence of state support or tax relief for Catholic schools is a serious oppression of religious liberty. But it is, and a counter-movement must come from traditions of civil liberty. End quote. Notice that he cites liberty that the Church condemned numerous times before the Council, explicitly so, in the Syllabus of Errors, and then was suddenly embraced by the Council a century later. That's why there can be no hermeneutical continuity, folks. <laughs> there can be no conformity to the values of the world with the Church. That value, religious liberty, is one such value, because it dethrones Christ the King, who must reign over everything, including public life and society, which religious liberty categorically rejects. Extra ecclesium nulla salis is still a dogma of the Church, even if people try to forget that. So, of course, Vatican II would be a dead letter. But here's the thing. The author is wrong because personal conscience is at the core of religious liberty, and Catholics have absolutely embraced personal conscience. We know that the members of the Church have overwhelmingly embraced artificial prayers to bringing life into the world. By huge numbers, they support the Moloch procedure. They support political leaders who defend those things. Majorities of Catholics embrace the James Martin program and the unions and blessings he defends. Why? In the name of personal conscience, a key facet of denying the social reign of Christ the King that is required for the kind of liberty that the author there is making mention of. To fix this, the author has a solution right out of the nightmare worlds of Malachi Martin and Wes Craven, a new council for the church to fix all these problems. Really, quote, we need another council that diagnoses, indeed, but also anathematizes, brings to an end an implicit schism by drawing lines as to who belongs and who does not. End quote. No thanks to a new council. Not at this time. Besides, we already have one thing that's going as we talk about this, and that's the Synod of Synods, which is a de facto Third Vatican Council. But I want to really show how bad an idea this is by highlighting a piece from Father Zuldorf, or Father Z, because no one can say his name correctly, including probably me just now. He went off on this terrible idea. And you have to see this to believe it. From a post on his personal blog, quote, I got to that line and shuddered a bit. A new council now? Heck no. My blood runs cold at the thought of today's bishops meeting about anything more than their lunch orders. That said, yes, we need proper diagnoses, clarity about some issues. A council? Think about what, what a magnificent success the last few synods have been. Get back to me. I'll wait. We do need to move forward regarding the Second Vatican Council. Important? Yes. More important than other councils. 
Well, the wreckage wreaked in its wake has been monumental in important spheres of the church's life. Important, sure. It is one council in a chain of many. It looms large in our view because it is the one closest to us. It is, however, hardly one of the more important councils. So let's move forward, not by forgetting the Second Vatican Ecumenical Council, but by putting it in its proper place, as somewhat bound to a context that no longer applies, the early 1960s, and taking it at its word, its pastoral council, whatever that means, that did not intend to define doctrines, etc., and results varied. That said, there are progressivists out there who view Vatican II as if it were the be-all and end-all of all councils, a super-dogma, even though it defined no new dogma, formally, through which all liturgy, law, and doctrine, cultus, code, and creed, must be reinterpreted. Some of these are so dogmatic in their view of the superness of Vatican II that they are close to not even being our co-religionists. They have, in effect, put their view of Vatican II into their modernist blender and a golden calf came out. End quote. Where's the lie? <laughs> That whole article is definitely worth your time. So if you want to read it, both that and the piece from The Catholic Thing, both are linked in today's show notes on my sources site at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast with a .org at the end. Look for the post with today's episode title for the links. I'll post them here, but YouTube doesn't want links posted to sites with advertising on them, so I abide by their rules. Anyway, what Father Z says is 100% correct. That council must be placed in its context, and that must include in the context of the anti-modernist popes and the sudden pivot to modernism after the council. Father Z didn't mention that, but I thought I'd add that for analysis because it's a critical part of the 20th century history of the church, and we now live under the rule of the modernists who triumphed at the council and after. But a new council now would be a calamity for the church, given who runs the church and who the players would be. I'll close with this thought. A priest who will remain anonymous gave a homily recently about the only solution the church has to return to its traditional liturgical practices, that trying to get with the times has led to perdition. I won't read his homily in full, but this excerpt will prove sufficient to make his point. Quote, Protestants tried this, getting with the world, changing the moral theology and understanding of the Bible, and they have been failing miserably. Mainline liberal Protestant churches are disappearing from the face of the earth. So are liberal religious nuns and brothers. Many of these liberal groups have not had a vocation in decades. The Catholic Church shifted our belief on salvation and the way we celebrate Holy Mass. That's when our problems began. Priests' bad behavior since the 60s is a consequence of this. Bad fruit from bad decisions. If we don't make major changes soon and go back to the way things were before the last 55 years, we will continue to hemorrhage and lose 75% of the population that is practicing today, over the next 50 years. Trying to become more Protestant in our liturgy and theology over the past 55 years has had disastrous consequences. We can't blame the mess we're in on cultural changes. The sad changes we made helped shape the cultural changes that tragically happened. We baptized more bad moral behavior by watering down our beliefs. I know I won't be around to see the total collapse, but it's coming if we don't get back to our traditional mass and traditional moral beliefs. End quote. Here's the thing. He's not wrong. The experiment of aligning the church with the world in all things, even in her liturgy, has failed. It's long since past time to accept it. Writing the course will be bumpy, to put it mildly, but it can be done. Certainly, counsel now is not the way forward, and Francis won't restore tradition. He's too busy burying the faith in the name of the spirit of Vatican II and the unholy spirit of the world for that to ever happen. But I'm curious about what you think about all this. Is that author right that we need a council to reconnect the spirit of Vatican II? Is Father Z right in saying that's a terrible idea? Let me know what you have to say in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.